You're listening to the Biz Library Podcast, a weekly discussion of important topics that affect both HR and learning and development professionals. Biz Library is dedicated to creating the best and most complete online learning solution that both engages employees and drives business results. For more resources like this podcast, be sure to head over to our website where you'll find up-to-date ebooks, infographics, and other resources, as well as SHRM and HRCI-approved webinars focused on creating better workplaces through great human resource practices and employee development. Hello and welcome to the Biz Library Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Smith, and today we're joined by Mr. Tiff Siddiqui. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Derek. Absolutely. Uh, just so our listeners can get a little uh, acquainted with you, uh, Atif Siddiqui is the founder and chief executive officer of Branch. Branch is the only mobile-first technology that helps hourly employees grow financially. This empowers employers of all sizes with the ability to attract and retain hourly talent. Branch's platform offers the most seamless way to significantly reduce turnover, overtime costs, and management time. Hundreds of thousands of hourly employees at Fortune 1000 Enterprises use Branch every day. Branch was selected as one of 10 companies to participate in the inaugural class of the Techstars Target Retail Accelerator Program. After previously building software for retailers and seeing firsthand the day-to-day communications challenge that employees and managers face, Atif founded Branch as an EIR at Idealab, the leading technology incubator behind hundreds of innovative companies. Atif holds a BA in economics and an MBA from the University of Southern California. He volunteers as a business coach for Network for Teaching and Entrepreneurship, providing entrepreneurship education to low-income communities. So thank you again for taking time out of your day. I know that you're a busy guy. Oh, thank you for having me. Excited to be on here. Awesome. So today we're talking uh, retaining hourly employees, which we know is a challenge for many reasons. Um, in your experience, what are some of the biggest reasons why retaining hourly employees is a challenge? Yeah, I think that, you know, a lot of what hourly workers are looking for uh, from their employer are really not met. And the things that come to mind really are around sort of flexibility in their job, some predictability. You know, just from our own research, um, you know, outside of higher wages, the, the number two concern for employees was having a predictable schedule, right? So being able to know exactly when they work so they can plan out their lives. And we're addressing some of those challenges at Branch. Um, you know, just because a lot of these employees, about 80% of them have some type of pay variance uh, week to week. So, you know, in addition to that stability and flexibility, um, it's a lot about providing them those things um, in their workplace that helps them out. Gotcha. So stability and scheduling and then uh, pay are the two big ones employers can focus on first. Yeah, I think that's something that we've seen is that, um, you know, this idea of financial unpredictability is something that these employees deal with uh, on a week to week basis. And, um, you know, by addressing that with a predictable schedule, giving them the flexibility to do uh, work when they want to work, um, as well as, you know, access some of their wages um, when they need them to help them deal with any unexpected expenses. So here's a challenge um, employers and employees face is that so many hourly workers, a lot of them are working multiple jobs at once. How do you build in uh, stability in a schedule when you're dealing with factors like that outside of the workplace? Yeah, I think one of the things that we've done and we've seen work pretty effectively is allow them to leverage their own mobile device to, one, swap shifts with other employees if they can't make it in. The second is pick up those shifts, not just at one 
home store, but any company location that they're qualified for. Um, and then the third, I would say, is this idea of allowing these employees to access a portion of their paycheck um, that they've already earned in advance of the two-week payroll cycle, um, which can go a long way when they're dealing with, um, you know, some type of unexpected expense that comes up, and so they're not relying on other means that are maybe more costly to them. Absolutely. Um, another thing that goes into this is that sometimes we ask a lot of management, especially in retail locations, um, what can managers do to like prepare themselves to to try to build a more um, welcoming workforce for people? Yeah, I think the the culture of embracing sort of new technologies we're discussing is uh, definitely starts for managers, and it starts um, you know with this idea that um, we have to meet the employees where they're at. And a lot of times that's you know on their mobile device. And so embracing that technology, letting them use their own devices um, for workplace related activity. Um, the other thing is really you know for a manager to understand what matters uh, most to employees and making sure that they address this. So if, if we look at sort of you know some of their uh, career goals or sort of their career objectives um, still you know outside of the, the predictability and scheduling a lot of them want a positive work culture and want to grow within the organization so being able to support that um, as a manager I think is really big and provide the opportunities on the finance side I think some of their top concerns that employees are dealing with say from a financial perspective or you know affordability on rent, um, uh, utilities, groceries, transportation ranks pretty high. So providing them some of those benefits that addresses some of their financial concerns too would be a, a big win for them. We know turnover is going to be inevitable ultimately in, in especially these hourly wages jobs. Um, but what's a good sort of benchmark for companies to shoot for? Yeah, I think, you know, some of the industries we work in where there's a large population of hourly employees like retail, restaurants, um, manufacturing, distribution centers, call centers, it's uh, upwards of 100% annual turnover, right? So I think even, and there's a big cost associated with that turnover. On average, we estimate about $2,500 is spent to recruit, onboard, train new employees. So if you factor that in, I think even moving the needle um, several percentage points goes a long way when it comes to down to the cost and time it takes. Um, so typically what we've seen is that with branch, an employer can reduce turnover by about 13% within the within three months. It starts trending down about 13%. Um, and that's been a big win for um, employers that we work with. Absolutely, yeah. We, we know um, how much turnover can really um, impact your your bottom line. Um, I want to go back to something you alluded to earlier, which is a little bit of learning and development and growing careers. Um, again, we know these people often are very busy and, and as you say, have financial stress, transportation issues, stuff like that going on a lot of times. Uh, obviously, not all the time. Um, how do we make time in the work play in the workday, uh, especially when some of these locations get very busy, to to work on the career growth? Yeah, a lot of that has to do with uh, one making it a priority. And I think providing them the opportunity to access those materials or, you know, that education on their own time and when they want. 
I think one of the things that was really interesting that we found through our own research is that, you know, hourly workers were twice as interested in using their work experience to earn a promotion and grow within rather than switching a job. So the intent is there from the employee um, to, you know, take on those things that they can do. It's just surfacing that in a way that's very easy for them. Um, you know, and typically it's leveraging technology like mobile devices. Sure. So that goes against a lot of trends where we, we see a lot of people in other industries and positions jumping around a lot. Mm-hmm. Why do you think some of the reasons for that is? Yeah, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, the employee is looking for that stability, right? If they can get that stability by growing within the organization rather than having to switch um, to a new job, uh, they would take that if there's that path, right? Um, so a lot of the um, initiatives, I think, should kind of focus around that, fostering that culture to make that happen. Okay. So Branch obviously uh, works with a lot of companies, uh, especially Fortune 1000 companies, um, and has had great results. Sounds like 13% within three months, um, which is something anybody, any any company, I think, could could benefit from. Um, what are some of those best practices you've seen with people maybe using Branch? Right. So I think we mentioned that really it has to be a culture that's established kind of from the top down, um, as well as across, you know, leadership at the field level. And so some of the success we've seen in helping kind of roll out a technology like Branch is that um, you find those advocates within the organization at the field that can really and it's almost like training the trainer where we train them and they can then go disseminate that across there and train others. Um, so that's, that's been very effective and it's, it's a combination of digital resources, right. As well as, um, you know, on-site resources that they can leverage to expand this within the organization. Sure. So do you have any sort of stories or anything about some of those, especially on-site resources um, that have really helped transform an organization's culture? Yeah, with a large reach, Fortune 500 retailer we were working with, um, they had a you know pretty large number of employees in one location. So think anywhere from 200 to 400 employees. And so one of the things that we did um, to make it really easy for these employees to get on the application is we set up an on-site tablet that allowed them to one view their schedule something as basic as like you know viewing that utmost up-to-date schedule or a board of uh, open shifts of it that are available digitally so you know from a change management perspective we were simply taking their say paper process when they viewed it on a board and made it digitally and that was a way good way i think to kind of bridge that gap of showing them the value immediately without a lot of overhead and friction to get started. And once they saw that, I'll download the app and see what else it has to offer. So that's a, it's been a good way to kind of low friction approaches to kind of bridge the gap between analog and digital. Sure, absolutely. Uh, sort of one of those symbolic elements of, yeah. of showing employees the behavior you want to see from them. Um, I want to switch gears completely uh, and tell a story of my own uh, that I've been dying to kind of talk to someone about, which is uh, I went to a Smoothie King in my neighborhood uh, the other day, and it was like a 16-year-old girl. It's summer here, uh, and she's checking me out, and then her manager steps out, and it's like a 55-year-old guy. Um, so there's a there's a lot going on there in that dynamic. There's a multi-generational workforce. Um, one of the biggest gaps maybe I've ever seen and, and really illustrates that. Um, 
when you're dealing with so many different backgrounds and, and people and from uh, different generations, uh, what are some of the challenges retailers can in- anticipate in that situation? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that we've seen is that the needs of sort of different demographics are going to be different. So, um, you know, when it comes to sort of what employees are looking for, or <coughs> excuse me, that are Gen Z are more likely, you know, that flexibility piece, that stability piece. Um, some of their concerns I, I mentioned are just rising costs around home rent affordability. Whereas, you know, sort of older employees, their main concerns are healthcare costs, um, retirement. Um, typically, they have a little bit more saved, right, than a younger employee. So, understanding sort of the different needs for different um, employees, I think, is 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 really big. Okay, um, sounds like you've done a little bit of research into that. What uh, I guess healthcare uh, is one of the biggest ones. Um, does stability still matter for the um, for the people maybe in, in uh, baby boomer generation? Yeah, I think um, you know with baby boomers, they still would like a sort of predictable um, income. And and what we do see is that they they typically search out jobs and roles that are that can provide that simply because I think their costs might be a little bit higher and they really dependent on sort of less variability week over week when it comes to their income. So having having that stability automatically sets up a, a location for success, sure. essentially, when it comes to the yeah. people operations. Um, cool. Very cool. Um, we are sort of getting short on time. Um, we still have a couple minutes left, but is there anything um, you think that we've missed that, that we really need to nail and, and make sure our audience understands about this? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, when it comes to technologies and initiatives like Branch, uh, what we've seen is that it's getting very competitive in today's sort of labor market with unemployment all time low. And so you need to look for creative strategies that don't necessarily incur a lot of cost to the bottom line, but can still add a lot of value uh, to help attract and retain the best hourly talent. Gotcha. Um, what are some cool creative ways that you've thought of? I've seen people uh, recruiting hustlers at a Sam's Club that looked like they were working hard. Um, <laughs> what are some other so- stories like that you've heard? Yeah, a, a lot of our focus has been, you know, sort of on digital initiatives, right? Was a mobile first technology company, and so one of the things that we've seen is that yeah even as something as simple as allowing your employees to view their schedule in a digital format so they don't have to drive into a store or a physical location is a big big deal and so um, little things can kind of go a long way over time and they kind of set up that really good culture that we've seen uh, from organizations that this really well excellent um where can people find out more about you and more about branch yeah, so you can check us out at branchapp.com. And, um, you know, we're available. My, my email here is a tiff at branchapp.com. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking your time out today. We really did appreciate getting to talk to you and learning about Branch and retaining hourly employees. Hey, Derek, thanks again for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion with a tiff Siddiqui. Here are three takeaways from this week's discussion. First, hourly employees want stability in their scheduling. Second, it is important for you to offer them competitive pay. And third, hourly employees want development opportunities. 
A mixture of microlearning and mobile learning is a great way to make sure that they still get developed during their time with your company. This podcast is brought to you by Biz Library, your online learning partner. For more information, visit us online at www.bizlibrary.com resources. Every week, we like to spotlight one of the free resources Biz Library offers to help our listeners master the concepts in our key takeaway. This week, check out our free infographic called How to Knock Out Employee Turnover. You can find a link to the infographic in the show notes or on the Biz Library website on the resources page. If you'd like to appear on the Biz Library podcast or suggest a topic for discussion, visit us on Twitter at BizLibrary or email us at hannah at bizlibrary.com. Don't forget to click subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes, and share this episode with friends through social media. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Derek Smith. And I'm Hannah Brenner. See you next week.